you, and when I defang the viper, trust me, ain't gonna come from nowhere. Jeff, I already put you out. I don't even know why you're out here right now. Keep on talking. Hey, 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 do me a favor. Why don't you act like this is an AA meeting and you shut your mouth while I'm sharing with the group? And Mustafa, you out here, a boy among men. And I'm gonna tell you what. You got lucky at the Rumble, so I know you're gonna come out here and run your mouth about how bad you are. But let me give you a little bit of a reality check. You see, Mustafa, you said that my eyes don't lie. Well, your eyes don't lie either, because last week, they were closed real tight when I put your simple ass to sleep. And AJ, hey man, be honest with me. How's our old girl Wendy doing? Welcome back to the Clark Street Wrestling Podcast. It's me and Feast, and with me as always is Devin, and we are about to recap this week's episodes of Raw and SmackDown. And, you know, in saying Raw and SmackDown in this way, it just, I don't know, for some reason I'm thinking of Money in the Bank, it's coming up, and we got the news this this week, basically, that not just, you know, Raw superstars, how do I say this? Basically, the combination of having two different groups together, it's going to happen in Money in the Bank. We're going to have the men and the women competing at the same time in Money in the Bank. You know, and and for me, it kind of gave me an interesting reaction. You know, I'm just kind of like, okay, you know, like that's different. That's new. Um, Sure, you know, and I'm trying to picture it and I'm not sure what to expect. But, yeah, they're trying something different. I don't know. What was your reaction to hearing, you know, that both the the men and women of Raw and SmackDown are going to be competing together in one major money in the bank? Yeah, when they threw that little caveat in there, I was like, okay, interesting. That would be cool. Uh, it might be certain combinations we might see in the ring with uh, certain the men and the women interacting with each other, trying to help each other out. I thought that could look cool uh, for this different Money in the Bank pay-per-view. Yeah, I think that's interesting. I mean, but one of those clear-cut, you know, um, groups or couples or whatever that they could have used uh mandy and otis for instance mm-hmm. they're not both gonna be in in money in the bank together i, I mean, know mandy rose sucks. ended up losing her matchup you know although Sonya deville was you know a, part, a big reason for why that happened uh carmella is in that spot now and so yeah your point taken i think that would have been interesting to see otis and mandy kind of helping each other during the matchup but we're unfortunately not going to get that so um I think that that could have been a cool way to make this work. I feel like this is going to be some kind of movie-esque kind of money in the bank. Um, but I don't know. I just I, I, I'm, I'm coming. I'm just stopping just shy of getting super critical of it because it feels so weird. But I'm, I want to give it a chance. So I'm just kind of stopping myself short yeah. of at least give it a chance to breathe. Yeah, or just just to happen, you know, and just to see what they do is I'm I'm just having a hard time. I I said it a couple of weeks ago. uh, Money in the Bank is one of my favorite pay-per-views. You know, it's the pay-per-view that used to come to Chicago. And, you know, it's just so much fun to to watch and anticipate who's going to grab that briefcase in this crazy ladder match with six of the best men and six of the best women competitors in WWE. Like, it's so fun. And, uh you know, kind of experiment with it in this way. It scares me a little bit because, uh, you know, is it going to have that same level of entertainment and fun, you know, and I think it can, you know, because WWE, it's that's that's their whole thing, man. It's sports entertainment. entertainment. 
Yes. You know, so I think it'll be entertaining. You know, I guess the question is, does it get hokey, though, if if done the wrong way with maybe being overproduced and overcomplicated with having both the men and the women there? We just have to wait and see. I, that's what I'll say. You know, I really even haven't even thought about that, thinking about the, you know, the cons of it. You know, just breaking it out between pros and cons. I think, you know, the kind of it, like, can can it be overproduced now since they're throwing in the women in the women and the men at the same time, you know, for the first time ever. So I didn't even think about that. I'm just looking at it more of it. You know, this is, you know, we're in a different environment. This is different times. You know, for me, anything goes right now and just a wait and see. You know, take this for for what for with a grain of salt or for what it's worth on um, the podcast uh, Russell Talk. They were talking about uh, Vince McMahon was working was or it was Becky Lynch actually. I think she was being interviewed and she mentioned that uh, Vince was saying something about like a, a a bump, you know, like a crazy bump off the building or falling off of the building or something like that. And, you know, saying it wasn't that bad or something like that. I don't know. It was, it was weird hearing it. I, I was trying to understand what they were describing. Like, were they describing someone actually falling off of this tower? Or was it like taking a bump on the roof out of the ring, you know, or something like that? So I, I'm, I feel like they, <laughs> okay. they made, well, here's the thing. So I'm hoping they don't go too far and try to, you know, have some weird, ridiculous, bump happen where like someone off the wall like please don't die chant type of stunt yeah where they had someone hanging off the building or something like that and then you know their fingertips are just hanging on and they, this is you know i'm supposed to believe that you know the referee isn't like, like he's gonna do something he's gonna stand there and let this person potentially get killed you know i mean we did see the whole thing with elias where he's he got you know the fatality from baron corbin he got knocked off of the that little right. perch there yeah, um, this is very different because this is a building. It um, is. It is. So I don't know. Just that again. Take it with a grain of salt. You know, it was kind of hard to really even picture what they were talking about, but they kind of made it seem like they're you know prepare yourself potentially for a a big bump possibly happening in this match, and given it's on the roof of a building, I. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Like that's that's stuff like that is what I'm afraid of is that they they take too many liberties with the fact that you know they're filming it like a like a movie potentially. Like a movie. Um, I, wonder, I don't know, but we'll would see. they replay it like three times? <laughs> you know that stunt, that typical three three replay. Oh man, <laughs> different angles and all uh, that. Yeah, right. Uh, with the sound uh, effects and <laughs> movie score, you know, like just yeah. I'm I'm I don't know. We'll see. We'll see, but. Uh, you know, just when it happens, we'll definitely talk about it here uh, on Clark's Wrestling Podcast. So you will hear from us for sure on that. Now, it does bring up one question, you know, since they are throwing the men and the women at the same time for this Money in the Bank match. It makes me think of how long the Money in the Pay-Per-View is going to be t- uh, time format wise. Well, I, I mean, I think I don't think the time is going to change. I just think there's going to be a lot of time for that match. You know, I think they're going to actually just be the majority of it because to be honest have they talked about besides the drew and seth match is there what are the other matches that that they've really been been pushing as as actual matches for this the tamina and bailey match oh that's right that's right for the women's title yeah but then that's it though right i i think so 
Right. So, <laughs> you know, I think it, those oh, the, two. The tag team matches. The, right? Wait. Mm, no. Is it the they Raw really tag ha- team? I don't think they've actually officially said anything about uh, tag team championship matches. I thought the Street Profits challenged the Viking Raiders. Or maybe that was just for Monday Night Raw? Yeah, I don't think they actually said Money in the Bank. Okay. Maybe that's what I'm thinking about then. Yeah, yeah, I think the two that you said, you know, I think is is it. And then let's let's even be generous and say they were both 20-minute matches. I mean, that's 40 minutes for two matches, and it's usually a a two-and-a-half, three-hour pay-per-view. So, Yeah. Yeah, there'll probably be something else. They'll they'll throw some other matches in there, you know, for sure. I'm but, sure they will, like before, you know, just yeah. last minute. Right. So, I don't know. We'll see what happens with that. Um, you know, timing-wise, I think they're going to give money to the bank. The the dual uh, briefcases hanging from the – from what I, that's another thing. What what are they going to even be hanging off of? Because you're on the roof. So, it's gonna, they're going to have to it build it some looked, kind of – It looked like they already built it. Because they already shown a little saw, preview of the ring yeah. on top of the corporate headquarters, and you can see like the apparatus of where the the two briefcases are hanging. So okay, yeah, I have to look back at that picture because the the angle I saw it was just kind of like I saw the briefcases and I saw the ring, but I didn't see the top. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of a funny thing too. Like are they just how are they <laughs> dangling from the sky? I mean, they must have some kind of. Like you said, apparatus or structure holding them up. I don't know. We'll see. It's it's gonna be you know something to definitely. They they have us talking about it. They have us curious about it. We're already trying we to do. figure out what good. it is. So yeah, I think they've they're doing their job so far in terms of making it interesting. Um, so let's get into Raw a little bit. Uh, the big news out of Raw, obviously, Apollo Cruz um, started out great. You know, got the pin on Andrade in the six man tag match uh, impromptu. You know, it was coming out of MVP's uh, VIP lounge segment. And then um, he went, you know, in the back, uh, slapped Andrade, challenged him to a match. Uh, they had a United States like championship matchup. Slap. Yeah, it was a hard slap. It was loud. You know, props to Apollo for just giving it to him, and props to you know Andrade for for taking that slap. And yeah. you know, it was it was it was it was cool. It was good te- television for sure. Um, then you know, fast forward to the match, and Apollo Cruz has a knee injury, which is all kayfabe. It's a work, but you know they're 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 selling this injury hard. The, the match stops. Then you know we get we see Apollo on crutches. And then we get word that Apollo is now out of money in the bank. Um, what's your reaction to this? What, what What is your gut feeling on what's happening here? All right. So there's a lot of things about Apollo, the way he was booked for Monday Night Raw that I didn't like. So the one I didn't like is, you know, the injury angle. Uh, I wish they let him finish the match, but they didn't because... I, I still didn't make sense to me, you know. They're saying it, it was his, it, it was his knee, or whatever. But I seen a lot of people with a, you know, with injuries finish matches. You know, Stone Cold, Triple H, Edge, whatever. You know, even the, some of the recent roster members, you know, they were finished matches. Uh, even what Cesaro, uh, he got his teeth like turned oh, yeah. up, like turned up, and still pushed finished the match. Gums, yeah, know? pushed up, up in his gums. And still finish the match. So I, I definitely didn't like how, you know, the way they booked that for for Apollo. It, it was kind of a – it made him look weak because he, he didn't finish. And then, like you said before, you you seeing him, you know, uh, limping on the crunches. And he's actually, like, pouting and cry, crying uh, before, I think, Charlie Caruso 
before he get there and interview him so you can hear him like crying a little bit before he starts talking. So all of that, I, I did not like. It just made him look weak. And I'm trying to think, too, what is the end game for Apollo now? You take him out. Is is it to bring, uh, to have this, this uh, what is it, the the last last gauntlet or last minute to get somebody else in there? Mm-hmm. Maybe, I think, uh, gender? Maybe. He made his return. You know, he did. He made his return on Raw, so maybe him. Um, yeah, they. I think they mentioned on SmackDown that there's going to be a gauntlet match to figure out who's going to take that spot. Um, yeah, I mean, my first reaction was, you know, I was, I was, I actually was happy with his performance in the six man tag match. I thought that was cool, and like you said, you know, him with the slap on Andrade, I thought that was cool as well. It set up that match really nice. I thought he was about to win the United States Championship right there. I really did. I thought that this was kind of setting up for him to yeah. beat Andrade in that match. It was a good match, him and Andrade. Yeah. Um, and then the injury happens and, you know, I had to rewind it a couple of times because, you know, with wrestling, you never know, like, if, is it, is it real? Is it, is it uh kayfabe? You know, you don't know. So you just kind of, I just rewound it to kind of see it. And I could see clearly, like he didn't injure his knee. He's just selling it. He's just trying to, you know, make us believe that, you know, he actually injured his, his knee or whatever. So I'm like, all right, this is a work. Um, and I, I trying to think about why it's like, you know, there's so many different thoughts that ran through my head as to why they may be doing this. Um, I'm choosing to take a more glass half full approach and say that this actually puts a lot of attention on Apollo and could be turned into a positive and maybe is hinting at a bigger story for Apollo. You know, that return from, you know, this injury and, you know, getting the sympathy from the crowd and potentially winning that United States championship off of Andrade. I think that's that's where this should lead, given what's happening. If he's not going to win money in the bank, um, you, you got to give them that him that United States Championship match after after taking away his momentum in this way. Um, if you just did this just to replace him with somebody else because you don't really believe in him, and now you're trying to cut you know the the quote unquote fat off of the money in the bank match and put in someone else because you felt like you made a mistake by putting him in there, then that sucks. If that's if, because that's another thought that went through my mind, like the, the worst case scenario of it is that, you know, they're just thinking he's not ready for money in the bank. Yeah. That's um, what made me think because they tried Apollo Cruz before. Yeah. You know, this is not like something new. Like, you know, they gave him a little, a little run, but nothing came from it. So it just made me think that again. Like, oh, they're gonna just you know snuff this from from under his, his uh, you know, from under his legs, man. Yeah, yeah. It, it that's worst case scenario. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna go towards that. You know, it, my 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 thinking, my hope, and my belief is that this is actually gonna lead to a bigger storyline for him because again, he's getting a lot of attention with this. Um, you know, so hopefully. This leads to him versus Andrade in a rematch, and he wins the United States Championship from Andrade. I, that's my prediction as to where this is going. Um, maybe hopefully, he, maybe he'd be the one to implode that new faction. It looks like it's already getting ready to implode anyway. Oh yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> it's that already faction, on the rocks. As far as I'm, I think that faction's already dead. I think it's it's done. You know, because Selena, what did she blame that loss on? On Austin Theory and Angel Garza, and Angel right? Garza, but that yeah. triple, not triple threat, but that six uh, man, yeah, six man tag. 
Yeah. I mean, you know, they, they they mentioned it in that interview right after, you know, blaming them, saying it was the team. They let him down, you know. So if I'm Angel Garza, you know, in Austin Theory, I'm thinking, wait, what? You know, he was there, too. What do you mean we let him down? Like, well, this was our match. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. he lost, too, just as well. As a matter of fact, he was the one that got pinned in that in that match, if memory serves me mm-hmm. correctly. So, um, you know, it, it's it's definitely imploding. Um, and I, I said it, you know, way back when, before Austin Theory even became a member of this faction, that Angel Garza versus Andrade, I want to see that matchup. I'm really excited for that matchup. And it's coming. It's happening. It is, um, man. We, we know it's it, oh, just the way they be looking at each other sometimes. Yeah. You can sense. <laughs> you just can sense the, the tension between There's the tension. Two. Yeah. There, there's definitely. real tension there. Yeah. There's no cohesion between the two, man. It's supposed to be a faction, but they like to step out. Do the entrance uh, separate, even when they're getting ready to do their like or uh, their uh, promo segments. They're, they it's, it's always one by one. It's never together, right? <laughs> so yeah, they're they're not really a team. Even though I feel like there's there was potential, you know, with with having this faction and you know, but it looks like it's it's about to be over before it ever really got started. Right. So you know, the the end is near for them. Um, but let's keep moving forward through this, through the, through Raw this week. Um, Liv Morgan and Ruby Riot. We talked about last week that uh, we, it would be cool to see uh, this continue, at least from my side. You know, they yeah. had that match last week, and um, you know, I was like, oh, this is good because the Riot Squad and that storyline, and you know, it, there's just a built-in story for them. It just makes sense to have those two, you know, have this feud. Um, they had the match this week, and. I was actually surprised Liv Morgan got a clean victory again. I mean, she, she you know, finished her. She's calling that move, I guess, Oblivion now, uh, the finisher that she used. Uh, yeah. You could use a different name. Yeah, I mean. I get it, like Oblivion. I think it's fine, you know. <laughs> like, it's fine. It's, it's They're trying stuff out. Oblivion It's not the worst name in the world. So, no. You know, it's cool. I, mean, I think they're just trying too hard with that name, though. Yeah. Yeah. I, won't, I won't critique it too hard. I mean, you have your opinion. That's cool, but it's, you know, it, it's what it is. They're giving it a name. Um, but yeah, I was surprised though that Ruby Riot got the victory. I thought that you know maybe they would have Ruby win. That way, they can build up to something at Money in the Bank. You know, and and you know have the the rubber match, if you will, between the two of them there. But here, this this win just kind of felt really definitive. Like she just beat her twice in a row. Like what else can is Ruby gonna you know how, what other uh, other uh, footing does Ruby have? You know in this Nothing, rivalry, to, but she know. could just do like a backstage, you know, behind a attack. If, if Liv Morgan doing some type of uh, promo segment, I could see an attack from behind because you know they, she got two up on her, which is cool. I did, like you said, I didn't expect that either. I, I expect typical fifty fifty booking right here. Yeah, and they didn't go with that, which is shocking, which is great too, because you don't have to do fifty-fifty booking all the time. That's true. That's true. I, I'm, I'm hoping they come up with a creative way to continue the storyline a little bit more. Because even though Liv beat her twice, I'm not, I guess, over seeing the two of them in the ring together. I want to see more of that. Yeah, me so. too. I think they're not done with each other. I didn't get that. You know, when Liv Morgan got the win again, I didn't think that Ruby was finished with her, not by a long shot. I saw how she took that loss. She was furious. I'm like, yeah, they're they're going to continue this feud. Yeah. 
One thing um, with uh, Liv, she mentioned they they tried to do an interview with her right after. And in the interview, she said she's still trying to figure herself out. Um, And and I think there was a quote in there. She has many chapters in her career left. Um, I thought that the the promo didn't instill me with a lot of confidence that her character was going to have big things in her future. You know, it, it felt like what she said literally is is what's going on, that she still does not know and WWE still does not know yeah. who she is and where she's going. And that kind of worries me a little bit with with it. Like she didn't have the confidence when saying that there wasn't a de- definitive anything around that that promo. Was that um, a shoot promo, though? It felt like, you know, that was a shoot promo. Like it wasn't scripted at all, but that's what she came up with at the time. Yeah, I, I I think it was. I think it was real, you know, and I, it was almost too real. Yeah, because you know the the reality right now feels like, you know, as as great as she did, you know, as she's done in these last two weeks, she could just be off of television this coming week, and maybe we don't see her because they're still trying to figure her out. Like she doesn't feel like a a a a big part. Like she wasn't in the Money in the Bank tournament to figure out who's going to get a shot and like you know is she going to be you know in that championship picture anytime soon it doesn't feel like it you know it feels like she's kind of in a in developmental right now you know so which she had she'd already graduated from that so i don't know i just i'm hoping i'm rooting for Liv. i'm rooting for Liv. i want to see her you know continue to grow and and take the next step you know in her career to to bigger and better things. I mean, I can, I can see her, you know, in the future being a champion. Um, but the way that that promo came off and the way that, you know, this, this, um, I don't know, previous to her with Ruby riot, you know, has gone, it feels like exactly what she said. We don't, she, we don't know. She's still figuring it out. Yeah. Yeah. Me too, man. I, not me too, but I was just kind of confused by that by that promo because I, I'm thinking of before how she she was with the Ruby Riot squad and I think I, there was a time when it was just her and I think Ruby Riot was was uh, injured so Liv Morgan's by herself and she had she had a match and she said at the end of the match she said next time I come back I'm going to be real and then you come back with this new Liv persona and I thought maybe I, I misheard it maybe um, maybe I'm just thinking this on my imagination, but maybe I thought I heard that you did say you figured it out through this, through this whole you know new, new character. So I, it just it left me, it just left me confused with that whole promo that she did. You know, I'm just still I'm still trying to figure it out. Yeah, I agree. And I think we're trying to figure it out. She's trying to figure it out. WWE's trying to figure it out. You know, it's a work in progress, I think, is the is the bottom line of all of it. So, you know, more to come from, from Liv Morgan, hopefully. She continues to flesh out this character and continue to grow um, each each time we see her. So, we'll see. Um, let's get into, let's see, Viking Raiders and, and Street Profits. Like we were talking about, it seems pretty set that that's going to be the next uh, opponent for the Street Profits. They basically kind of went back and forth a little bit in promos, talking about each other. Viking Raiders, uh, I think we're mentioning Street Profits. Uh, the only time that they've been victorious is when the Viking Raiders aren't there. Um, you know, Street Profits are like, you know, we want that challenge. You know, um, essentially we want the smoke. You know, their normal thing. Um, 
I don't know. What did you think of this? The, these promos? Are you excited for tag team wrestling in, in this scenario? Is Are the Viking Raiders, I think that's the bigger thing. Are the Viking Raiders versus Street Profits getting you excited about tag team wrestling on Raw? I, I don't know, man. It, I have to be I have to be real. Really, man, when I think about the Viking Raiders, the way that they've been booked on Raw, they've been booked very lame. And it made me think of them in a lame way. Like just a couple of weeks ago, you did this promo segment doing, I don't know, was it like a sing-along in a car? It's like carpool karaoke. Car- kind yeah, of. that's what it was. It was cool because you're, you're not using your shoot voice. You, know, you are using your shoot voice, not using those like those graspy voices. So it was a little bit more up upbeat and you know just, yeah i mean they were smiling you know it was they were kind of yeah smiling i think uh one of them had a, a turkey leg i'm like okay mm-hmm. this is a little bit different then you come back with this promo responding to the tree street profits with back again with the with the raspy voices it was just silly to me i'm like this is this is weird so they're not getting me excited but i'm pretty sure the match is going to be awesome you know, I seen them in a match before. I went in the triple threat, and what was it? Uh, it wasn't War Games. I'm thinking of. It was, it was one of the takeovers. They was in the triple threat between the Street Profits and uh, War Raiders when it was called War Raiders at the time, not the Viking Experience or not the Viking Raiders now. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I want to get excited about tag team wrestling in, in WWE in general. And uh, Viking Raiders and True Profits are two true tag teams. Um, the Viking Raiders characters were more interesting on NXT than they've been on Raw since day one on Raw. Um, I think WWE has a lot of work to do to make the Viking Raiders cool, you know, because it's not that they don't feel that way. Street Profits, absolutely, they're over. They are fun to watch, entertaining to watch. And even at times when it felt like it was getting a little bit hokey, it was getting a little bit like, you know, they're pushing it maybe a little too far with some of the goofy things they were doing before they got to wrestle on Raw. They they didn't lose that charisma overall. And so now with them as champions, it's just, it feels like they're, they're, they're where they are supposed to be, you know, as, as champions. Um, I think it has the potential to get me excited about tag team wrestling because they are they are true, two true tag teams. But I think you've got to tell a great story. And I don't know if that is going to happen with these two teams. This feels like a one and done, you know, like they'll the Street Profits will beat the Viking Raiders finally. And then we won't see this matchup again. Yeah, I feel like um, this is the new Ascension right now. Oh man, that's I hate that's to call tough. it, but, man, yeah, but you, wow. you remember how Ascension back in the day on NXT they yeah. were booked like like gold. They come to they come to the main roster at the time when it was called the main roster, and man, they just shit a brick. Yeah, Ascension was that was awful because Ascension were the one of I think at the time the longest reigning tag team champions. They yes. showed up on Raw, I think it was, and then yeah, they just didn't do anything. They went against. I think they were trying to say they were the. Best tag team ever. They're comparing themselves to Legion of Doom. And I think it was the New Age Outlaws that ended up beating them in a matchup. And just, that was was kind of, that was it. You know, they they just, they got buried by by legends, by like, you know, some of the old school wrestlers. But yeah, with the Viking Raiders, I wouldn't go that far. I mean, I hear your point and I think it's legit to feel that way. Um, But I do feel like they've booked the Viking Raiders really strong compared to what they, how they booked the Ascension. Um, you know, and, and I think that the problem for me is the story, like Viking Raiders don't really get 
stories. Street Profits, you know, they're just so charismatic. I feel like they don't necessarily need to have a story to be over. Uh, I think the Viking Raiders, they're they're not cool enough to to carry, you know, the interest by themselves right now. So I think a story is needed for them. Um, you know, and I, I don't know that we're going to get, you know, a, a real story here short of the Street Profits had never beaten the Viking Raiders. Like that's a that's a very sports driven story, you know, like, hey, we've we've we're undefeated against you. And that's cool. Um, but I don't know. It just it doesn't get me really excited about that because then all, all I'm thinking myself is, oh, Street Profits are going to win and then that's going to be it. Then, that's what, that's then, exactly how I thought about, man. I'm like, that's right. just the inevitable right there. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, man. I don't know. We'll see. I, I I want to get excited about tag team wrestling. I think that these two wrestlers and these two teams, in terms of putting on a great match, I think we'll see that. But I I just think it's gonna fall just short of being something that'll make us really excited about tag team wrestling on on Raw. I don't think it'll do that. So yeah, I think now. Going into another tag team that we did see, though, on Raw, Ricochet and Cedric Alexander. Um, I think those two also are very charismatic uh, superstars individually. And now as a tag team, I think that is is even more so evident that, you know, how charismatic they are. And I, I don't know. I feel like if they treat them as a real tag team, you know, they could generate some interest because now you would have a really charismatic team in Ricochet and Cedric Alexander versus another really charismatic team in the Street Profits. Having those two teams go against each other, I think just based off of, you know, the fan base loving both of them, it'll be one of those cool, like, wow, I don't know who I want to win this matchup because yeah. I, I love both go, of these teams. Yeah, and you think about, oh, man, go either way. The the, yeah. the high-flying action is going to be out of this world. Like, you know yeah. it's going to be there. Yeah, yeah, I think in the investment, I think fans will be more invested in that matchup versus Viking Raiders and Street Profits because I don't think anybody's really invested in the Viking Raiders. I just, you know, they're just, just kind of there right now, yeah. to your point, comparing them to the Ascension. Um, so yeah, man. Yeah, but, to me they're just lame. I'm I'm sorry. Yeah. I didn't I didn't think we'd get to this. If you used to tell me that all right, we're watching NXT, this is when they're called the War Raiders, and you used to tell me like, hey man, when they come to the main roster, they're gonna flop. I'm like, man, I like, dude, F you. That's not gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> man, yeah, yeah. And it's, it's just the way their books are right, it's just so horribly wrong. The the name changes didn't help from, you know, from jump. It did not help. Yeah. Yeah, that was bad. That was bad. All right. Uh, We were supposed to have a triple threat match, which I was really excited about. Nia Jax versus Shayna Baszler versus Asuka. Supposed to have this matchup. Never happened. Um, Didn't it start? No. The bell. I don't think the the bell bell ever rang. Maybe that's why I was confused at the end then. Yeah, I don't think the bell rung because they just stopped. It just they 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 stopped fighting, you know, and they were like, oh, the referee is deemed this match not able to, you know, continue or something like that. But it just they just started brawling and then it was called off and Nia was basically standing tall. But, you know, it it was disappointing because I really was excited to see these three like when they when they when they all three um, uh, qualified for the money in the bank. I was like, oh, man, this is. This is really cool. This is actually like a pay per view worthy match right there. Triple, yeah. If you wanted to, maybe they're saving for that. Like that's that why could they, be it. 
Because yeah, be. I was like, I was itching to see this match. I'm like, ooh, these like yeah. all heavy hitters right here. Yeah. Three just great competitors, all champions yes. or championship, you know, all caliber. dominant in their own way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's just, it just screamed like, like you said, a, a pay per view worthy main event, even if you want to even go that far. I, I would, I would co sign that. Yes. And, you know, to have it cut short like this, I was like, oh, damn it. Like that, that just sucks. And sure, they're going to all be in Money in the Bank. And, you know, we're kind of saving seeing them compete against each other for that. But, I feel like this could even be more interesting. This could have been more interesting than the Money in the Bank match because it's focused on these three dominant women. Yeah, I agree um, with that. That's a good yeah. point. So, you know, not really much more to say about that. It's just we almost got yeah. a epic th- a yeah. triple threat between these three. Yep, because they was building this. I'm like, oh, I can't wait for this. This is the match I, I'm like just uh, itching for to see. You know, the three, you know, most dominant women, you know, in, in WWE that we've seen. And it didn't happen. I was like, ah, well, yeah. you know, money in the bank. But still, that's, that's other other women are going to be on there. You know, three other women. I'd rather see these three. It's these these three, three. Just go yeah. at it. Yeah. No, 100%. 100%. <laughs> um, maybe, like you said, maybe they're saving this particular triple threat for the future. Yeah. And that maybe, man. Sign me up. Sign yep. me up. Whatever they want to do that, I, I want to see it. Um, so a couple other things I won't gloss over before we get to the the main event of uh, uh, saying that contract signing here, uh, <laughs> which, you know, we, we made a prediction on. I called it. It's we'll going to go smooth. I said we'll, it. <laughs> we'll talk about that. But real quick, uh, just to get these in, Bobby Lashley had a match with this guy, Denzel Desjardins, beat him with a spear. Oh, yeah, uh, Jinder Mahal made his return oh, uh, yep. beating Tozawa. So those are two matches. Kind of shit out of Tozawa, man. Yeah. So I guess just just to kind of put them put the two together, Bobby and Gender. Like, where do we see them going from here? Because they're they're both kind of they were both kind of booked in this in a similar way. Just like, hey, you know, really dominant wins for both of them. Uh, what do you think the future holds for these guys? I, I think they're going to be in one of those qualifying uh, in that qualifying match for the gauntlet for Money in the Bank. Uh, but going beyond that, I don't know. I kind of see gender seeing, seeing him in the money in the bank, maybe because I like gender, you know, I, so ho- I can wholeheartedly admit that I've met it before many, you know, many, uh, uh, weeks ago on this podcast. So, Hey, you know, I, I like gender. Hey, sue me. I don't care. <laughs> well, let, let me throw this out there. Okay. Let's say they do this qualifying and let's say Jinder Mahal qualifies who do you? I guess kind of an early prediction here, but I actually do you see Jinder Mahal winning yeah. the Money in the Bank. Yes, yes, <laughs> I knew where you was headed. At. I'm oh, like, boy. I'm just gonna say yes. I actually thought about that. I'm like, you know what? I can actually see Jinder. My <laughs> God, Money in the Bank because he's a smart heel, and he and it makes sense. He needs Money in the Bank. It it it, it fits better with the smart heel, and I think he can. Use that to his advantage. Mm. That's interesting. I, I crazy. I, just I don't made a want point about y- that. Hey, yeah, I'm, I'm looking at it. You're mentioning money in the bank, and I'm saying, wow, what if? Because you have 
two out of the three members of three man band, you know, if, if Jenna Mahal wins and he goes against his former, you know, partner in crime in that in that stable there, um, that could be interesting. You know, the story, again, is, is built in. Yeah, he's a former champion. So, yeah, there's a story there for sure. You know, it makes sense. You know, to have Drew McIntyre, you know, potentially go against his former buddy there in Jinder Mahal. Um, you know, I, I'm not I'm not totally opposed to that, even though Jinder's first run, I was kind of upset with some of the guys he was he was beating, uh, specifically Shinsuke Nakamura. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I did not agree with that with that booking decision, but, you know, hey, whatever. Hey, it's, he, it's in the past. In a, he was a smart heel. I said it. He had his two buddies. He used the numbers game to his advantage. Ugh. And he rightfully won because he had the numbers game. You know, hey, he's a smart heel. He's booked. He was, hey, he was champion for six months, man. Put some, put some respect on his name. Don't WWE champion no. for six months. It didn't look good. It didn't look good. It wasn't a good look, man. Shinsuke Nakamura <laughs> being as great as he as he was at that time, like that was like the beginning of the downfall of Shinsuke Nakamura. You know, and now he's you know one of. Potentially one of Corbin's crew, the, the new Corbin's crew, uh, 3.0, 4.0. I don't know what iteration we're on right now. But I don't know, man. Yeah, I, yeah. I guess he got some new uh, new crew members now. Him and Cesaro now, it seems like it because, you know, they're not with Sammy right now. Sammy's not, on television. Man. So I don't know. But, yeah, but in this situation, I feel like because of the history between Drew and Gender, if that were to happen, it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. I mean, hey. I'm... I'm sitting here saying King Corbin potentially would win Money in the Bank. I feel like if Jinder wins, it's probably one of those two um, that's going to win it. Corbin you know, doesn't need that. I think it would be better. It would be if we're going to pick between Corbin and Jinder, then Jinder needs to have it. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I guess, I guess so. If I had to lean towards who needs it more, I would say Jinder. Yes, it makes sense because. I mean, Jinder's been on te- off television for forever, man. Like, you know, to, to catapult him immediately. Yeah, what you're saying makes sense. But then again, Jinder does have that connection with Drew. So even if he loses, you could, you know, say something like, you know, have Jinder use that to his, to, you know, as a smart heel to try to provoke Drew McIntyre somehow, you That's know, true. that connection. That's true. Whereas, you know, with uh, Baron Corbin or King Corbin, I should say, um, it, it's it's not as as clear cut, you know, him and, and Braun. I mean, I feel like with him winning Money in the Bank, he can he's already annoying as hell, you know, rubbing it, everyone's face in it that he's a king. To be Money in the Bank for a second time, I mean, I feel like that is something that he will actually feels like, successfully cash this time too, probably. And right, and successfully do it. I think. That ending feels inevitable to me that he's going to win Money in the Bank. So for some reason in my mind, I'm just I just feel like it's inevitable. Like the fact, it's you just said that out loud just makes me automatically think like you know what, Jinder's not getting that. It's going to be King Corbin now. It just it because the way you just broke way. it down, yeah. yeah. Like shit. yeah, I just I just I just feel that it's not going to be Daniel right. Bryan. That's not happening. Yeah. You know, like who else is in this? I mean, it just feels like. Corbin stands Daniel out. Bryan's in it. He's not going to get it. He's not. It's not happening. Sometimes it it's doesn't even. Happening. I'm sorry, man. Money in the bank for a face. It, I don't know. Sometimes it doesn't work, and I don't see anybody, you know, face wise winning. No, no. Especially with two face champions, like it really doesn't feel like that's what should happen. Yep. It feels like a heel should get it so that you have that threat. 
you know, looming out there exactly. for one of these two face champions. Um, so, yeah, it just it, it definitely, you know, that's why Corbin stands out so much. And, you know, to your point, if gender, you know, where to win, I could see gender being the next person that I, I would I would rank it Corbin at the top of, of my predictions list. And then right mm-hmm. below him, it'd be gender. Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's cool. what I'm saying. I agree with that, too. I could co-sign. Yeah. All right. So, hey, we were a week away, right? You know, a week yeah. away from predictions, I guess, coming soon. Coming soon. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Definitely coming soon. Um, so, yeah, watch out for that. Um, but let's let's get into this uh, this main event here, basically, which was the contract signing. Um, we had Seth Rollins and Drew McIntyre in a contract signing. And sure, the, the prediction, you know, will something happen? Will it break down or will it be clean? Um, obviously, you know, that prediction is easy. It, it something always goes wrong, and right from hundred percent of the time, hundred <laughs> percent every single time, yes. and right from the jump. Drew McIntyre told uh, the King Jerry the King Lawler, he's like, "Look, these things never go well, so why don't you go ahead and step out the ring and exactly. we'll take it from here?" Right, man, it's gonna go straight to fisticuffs. I know it was perfect. Yeah. Perfect. So, so what you what you think of the of the contract signing and, and the promo work by both guys? I thought it was great. You know. uh Seth Rollins, man, he's doing some great heel work, man. Just thinking that title, he's trying to convince, <laughs> which is insane. But it's actually a smart way when you think about it. He's trying to convince Drew that that title is a burden for him to carry. You know, like he understands it. Like he knows what the fans are going to do to him. He's like, no, no, that's not your burden. That's my burden to ca- <laughs> to carry. <laughs> and I'm thinking this is hilarious, but this is so smart by Seth to come at Drew like this. Yeah. And, and and I love Drew's response, man. It was uh like a more of a stoic response and and he told him like, "Hey, we I, I know that everybody now that believes you that you're full of shit." Yeah. <laughs> well, he actually it was funny. I love the way he played it too. He, he was real calm at first. Yeah. Like, well, well, thank you, Seth. I, you know, it was really insightful. <laughs> you know, and learned something. Learned exactly how full of shit you are. You know? <laughs> and then he was great. To, you know, coming at Seth with with um, you know, I'll give you a little bit of advice. One, shut your mouth. Yes. Stop talking. You know, every time you open your mouth, you manage to put your foot in it. No one wants to hear you talk. No oh one wants to hear you on God. social media. Damn. I was like, wow. Eating his ass <laughs> up right here. <laughs> and I'm watching Seth's face. I'm like, I, I wanted to see if Seth was going to crack and actually get, like, legitimately pissed. Because this is real. What, what Drew was talking about here, Seth continuously you know tries to go at people on social media yes. and gets called out yes. and it's like he just keeps feuding with people on social media in a real way like people are telling him to shut the hell up you know and he's just you know he's trying to come off as being this this company guy this leader you know but it's just not working for people so um for drew to say that and be like you know mention social media and that he should just shut his mouth it's like wow that was that was really real. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wanted to accept actually get pissed off when he said that, man. 
I'm wondering, I was watching, I was looking, because I, I even rewound it, and I was trying to watch Seth's reaction. And Seth was great. He didn't, you know, his poker face was, was good. If, if he was really pissed off, he didn't really let us know. He was still in character. You know, he stayed professional. So, you know, I, I appreciate that. And, yeah, Seth, his heel work, like you said, has been great. I mean, I would say, you know, for me, Seth is the best heel on Raw or SmackDown, for sure. Like, Bray is close. But I think that Seth's work is a little bit more interesting than than Bray's overall. I think Bray's something different too, by the way. Yeah, I think I Bray's like, is more supernatural here. Here, Seth is more intimate, man, with us, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I appreciate it. I appreciate what what Seth's doing. I think he's doing great work. Some of the best work that he's done since his since starting in the WWE period. You know, counting the Shield, counting you know corporate Seth. I guess you would call it. You know, when he was with with uh, the Authority. You know, all of that. I think this might be like the best you know work he's done in wwe so far so you know kudos to him shout out to him for that he did a great job um yeah it, this was this was great this got me more excited for their matchup i was already excited for it but seeing you know this this uh this promo work back and forth from these two guys they did their job they sold the matchup I, i'm here for it i think we can actually have a legit few that we could actually talk about for years to come like talk yes. about Drew and Seth how you could talk about Edge and Randy or John Cena and Randy or CM Punk and uh, John Cena you could talk about feuds like that I think this is a feud that we might be talking about for years to come man because just the energy you could sense the electricity between these two and this promo alone was was like was was A plus certified dynamite man and the way it ended, it made Drew look like a megastar, how he's just, you know, shut all that up. He was like, forget all this talking. You know, Seth kept on talking, just bounced his head off the table. I was like, damn. Okay. <laughs> Straight to fisticuffs. That's what I'm talking about, man. Right. Right. Yeah, man. It was it was great. It was great seeing that. Um, like I said, I'm, I'm sold on seeing this matchup, man. I'm, I'm here for it. So yeah. let's go. Let's go. Um, on the SmackDown side, it, it, it's it, man, SmackDown, you know, week to week, it's really tough to get excited about what's going on on SmackDown. There's certain wrestlers that I'm a fan of, but story wise, I feel like it's just it's, it's one of those things I'm, I'm looking through this and I'm saying to myself, it took me two days to watch this, by the way. Oh, man. It, well, yeah. I, I, <laughs> it was tough. I, I don't blame you, though. I don't blame <laughs> you because it's just, you know, kind of an uneventful show yeah. at this I still point. Barely- remember what did i watch besides just otis and dolph well i was gonna say when when i was thinking about like what am i most excited to talk about with smackdown my mind immediately went to otis yeah you know and and mandy too to an extent as well you know because that they're they're linked to to me right now in story but um you know otis winning that matchup over dolph you know, was really interesting. I wasn't expecting Otis to be in Money in the Bank, but the fact that he was going against Dolph, I was like, well, Otis has to win this matchup, though. Yes. So, I don't know. What what was your reaction to this whole situation with Otis and being now in Money in the Bank? It was cool because they have, like, a built-in story already between these two. So now this is another stipulation for a qualifying match to get money in the bank. So I was even, I was more interested in the match because of that now. So I'm like, okay, cool. And so I I was enjoying it from that, from that part. Yeah, I I guess to me, it just, I don't know. I don't know if I actually like the fact that this even happened, that this matchup between Otis and Dolph 
happen for the Money in the Bank spot because I don't believe Otis is going to win Money in the Bank. So it feels like a wasted spot, to be honest with you. I feel like was it Otis because of the main ev- was it the main event or it just- wasn't even that. It, mm-hmm. It's just I feel like Otis is like heavy machinery. I want to see heavy machinery win the tag team titles before I want to see Otis become WWE champion. Look like more they're getting invested. away from that, man. They are. Yeah, it seems weird. It's yeah. weird to me that you have a tag team there. We were talking about tag team wrestling. You have a tag team that has that chemistry that is very lovable. And they're not, it's like you're almost splitting them up now in a way because Otis has the story with Mandy and Otis is now in the money in the bank. It's, it doesn't have to be this way, but it's like they're focusing more on Otis and Tucker is just where, where's Tucker? What's, what's going on? Is he injured? Is he, you know, what's going on with him? So I don't know. I just feel like, and not to say that Otis is not a star in his own right, because I believe he is. You know, I believe that over time, Otis could be, you know, a single star if they want to go ahead and do that. I mean, I love Otis. I think he's great. But I, I don't believe that they're going to, that he actually is a is a challenger to be the Money in the Bank winner and to be, a, a, you know, going against Braun Strowman, let's say, one-on-one for the title. Yeah, like, I, I hear your I point. I hear your I point on that one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it should definitely be someone else for, from a singles division, not from a tag team. Yeah, and you know, especially when you don't even believe that he's gonna he's gonna win Money in the Bank, Otis. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, like it's just it's just really like almost like a filler. Like just put him there just to have him there because I mean, yeah, he's he's where where the fans are sympathetic to him. You know, really love rooting for him, but. I don't know. That spot could have went to somebody else. So you know, and so just, you was and okay with, Dolph with being in the match though. Yeah, yeah. Dolph, Dolph's a former. I mean, didn't he? He won Money in the Bank before. Yes, right? yes. He talked about yeah. that in his promo. He's like, I'm yeah. gonna win Money in Back, Money in the Bank again, and cash and win WWE and be champion again. Yeah, yeah. Dolph side of it, it makes sense to me. But Otis was was a little bit weird. Um, you know, it's cool for. I guess where I'm happy for Otis is the exposure and and being you know featured so prominently. Um, but I want him to get back to heavy machinery, and I want that tag team to to get back on, on track to potentially be tag team champions for the first time. They've never been tag team champions, even in NXT. They never won the tag team championship. That's right. So That's right. they've been know. in tag team matches. Yeah, NXT for the belt, but never won though. Yeah, you know it's it's so weird, and there's. I mean, I don't know why, but, you know, in my mind right now, I just went to, like, a team like Enzo and Cass, you know? Like, those two never won tag team championship gold on any level in WWE either, but they were so popular. They were yeah. so over. So charismatic, and it, yeah. it's just so weird. Like, it just highlights how little it seems that WWE cares about tag team wrestling when, you know, you have, you know— a team that gets so popular and they just don't win the championships and, you know, barely even really compete for the titles. Um, you know, it seems to be rearing its head again here, you know, with, with, with heavy machinery a little bit that, you know, it's taking now a really long time for them to get this, this opportunity. Um, I mean, we talked about it for WrestleMania too. It seemed like a missed opportunity there for, you know, heavy machinery to potentially go against, uh, Bobby Roode and, and Dolph for the tag team titles. Yeah. That's Maybe what Bobby, we said. Yeah. You know, Elimination Chamber, Bobby and Dolph win the titles and, you know, Otis and, 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 and Tucker end up beating them. And then Mandy is on their side and all that. Like, it, it just seemed like a great story to tell. But, you know, they went another way. Um, I don't know. I, I, I'm, 
again, I'm happy for Otis getting matches, getting work, getting the exposure, but I want him to get back to to uh, good old Tucky. Tucky. You know, <laughs> Tucky. Yeah, Tucky. you know, man. Like, Tucker, he put in a lot of a lot of work, too, in, in singles matches against Dolph. And, you know, look good great. on the mic, too, man. Yeah. So get show him some love, too, and get yeah. back to that tag team and win the tag team gold. You know, Mandy there doing her thing as well. And, you know, it'd be great to see Mandy, you know, stand out and become a superstar out of this as well and challenge for the women's championship. Um, you know, because I, I really think she'll see come her. out a superstar with this storyline alone, though. Yes. This mid card feud that she has with Sonya, Sonya Deville, I think it's yes. great. Yeah, yeah. Her side, I think, is is awesome. I mean, her matchup with Carmella ended up her losing that matchup due to Sonya Deville just, you know, heckling her from the stage, you know, talking through her match, you know, being a distraction. And then after the matchup, coming down and, and putting a beat down on Mandy Rose, that story has a lot, a lot, a lot of potential yes. um, to make both of them look like a million bucks. Mandy as a sympathetic baby face now and Sonya Deville as a just a just a hell bent heel wanting don't to give ruin. a shit anymore. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> yep. I'm gonna ruin your life. Like just you know, making a point about that, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that vicious V uh what was that? Like uh she hit him hit Mandy Rose behind the head with a bat with her with her knee into the stairs was Oh my God! Yeah. So damn your view trigger. Yeah, you could say it's it's yeah it was, yeah, it yeah yeah you could say essentially yeah. that uh, shining wizard. I guess you would say yeah. it's more like that. yeah yeah yeah. But. Yeah, it was it was vicious. It was vicious. And I I, I mean Sonya Deville, most underrated wrestler. You know, female wrestler or, or wrestler. You can maybe take Not anymore out of it. But yeah, she's starting to show it. She's starting to show it. I'm excited to see more Sonya Deville in action. And I'm, I've really become a big Mandy Rose fan in the midst of this whole storyline. And I think that, you know, she can really be a superstar, superstar of like the highest order if they do this right with her. Because she's she's got, you know, the fans, I feel like, just on her side right now. Just a really nice face turn that yeah. just kind of organically happened. It's just, it's a great thing right now. They have and for smart for booking, by the way, because I don't know if you know that I have came across this interview that she did on, I forget the podcast, but she mentioned that she came up with the idea of the storyline between Otis and... It was Chris Van Vliet. I saw that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Okay. Yeah. Between Otis and uh, Manny Rose. like She came she up pitched the, it to Miss McMahon it, and, and he was with it. Yeah. So great, man. Hats off to her, man. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. I saw that too. I was like, man, that's really cool that yeah. she she pitched that. And you know, Vince is if he doesn't like it, he'll let you know. But he was with he it. Went he for it, right? It. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So kudos to all of them. Kudos to Vince for going with that storyline. Kudos to Mandy for coming up with it. And you know, kudos for everybody involved for making it work. You know, like it takes great you know great heel also in Dolph to be able to make that work he did his job like that whole crew man you know Sonya Mandy Tucker Otis all of yes. that man they did they did a great all job all good work man all around yeah yeah so from a Smackdown standpoint that that really is like the best thing going strongest story <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah you know everything is. else is just, just the way like, just the way we just broke it down <laughs> yeah. i mean because you look at the rest of this man i mean daniel bryan and king corbin i, no, I didn't no, really man. care i just i wasn't there for it man i really wasn't and i love daniel bryan but i just just didn't do it for me is smackdown suffering from not having a superstar right now because i don't think Bryan is doing the job i'm sorry 
Like that, I that hurts. <laughs> that hurts to hear that because I'm rooting. First of all, I just mentioned needs Daniel to be Bryan, said. and he's well. He, so Daniel Bryan to me is the biggest face on that show right now. Even with Braun being champion, I still see Daniel just in my head. Everything he did, everything he is, like he's just legendary status for me. So you know, but I feel what you're saying though that it feels like. There's something missing. Yes. Like even when Daniel was heel champion, I felt like you know what? Yeah, this is this feels right. You know, like we have that that presence there that the show needs. And right now, it just feels like Daniel's just kind of there. You know, and Braun is just kind of there. And Bray, yeah, he's doing Firefly Funhouse, yeah. but it's just kind of there. Videos, though, you know, he's just yeah. not in the ring. So nothing. Yeah, we yeah, get a face to face next week, but that's seldom that you see him in the ring, though. Yeah. It's it's weird, but you're right. Like we're missing that presence, like you, like that that mega star to really make you know just just make this feel extra special. SmackDown at one point was the better of the two shows, and now it just seems like it happens, and I'm just like, oh man, I gotta watch this show. Okay, you know what right. I'm saying? Like, I'm not excited <laughs> to see it. It's like, just I'm thinking like, if, I, if it wasn't for this show, I probably wouldn't be watching it. I'd probably just skip it and read the highlights. Not even watch yeah. it. Read the highlights. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I'm with you. There's nothing happening on this show short of the Mandy Rose, Otis, Sonya Deville, you know, Dolph Ziggler scenario that is is really that interesting. Um, and that sucks to say because SmackDown is, is a great show. I mean, they this whole draft scenario that could happen. Um, I think it needs to happen, and there need to be some more moves. Maybe you have you know Edge or Randy or you know. Someone of that nature just show up and be a part of, of SmackDown. I, yeah. I know, you know, Roman's taking care of his family, and I think he's getting ready to have a set of twins. So, twins. yeah, some yep. congrats, you know, congratulations to him about that with him and his family, man. So, I know he's going to be out for a while. So, who's going to fill that void? Yeah, it's I don't know. I don't know right now, man. Like it's it's. Uh, We'll see. Braun, I think, needs to really take advantage of the scenario and just build his star. Yeah, like, I think he's got to be the guy. He's got to be the one. He's champion. You know, he's got to really just take the bull by the horn. Yeah, he got to own it, go. man. Because yeah. what Drew's doing on Raw is, I'm like, he's taking care of it. Like, he can be face of the He could be face of the company of both brands if he wanted to. Yep. Agreed. Agreed. I mean, that's really what it feels like right now. Yeah. That it's already happened. It, he's right. the face of the company. <laughs> you know, which is crazy. Like, he's that, next, that, he's that next generational star right there. Yeah, exactly. And like I said, I mean, with, with Seth being, you know, arguably the best heel right now. Right. And you put those two together. <laughs> you I got mean, magic. That's just awesome. It's just awesome. So, yeah, and SmackDown is crazy because Braun and Bray have a history that should be, you know, getting us going like, wow, this is going to be awesome, too. But, yeah, I don't I just I'm just not not there, you know, with really? it either. I feel and, empty inside <laughs> when, <yeah. laughs> when I watch and I'm like, this is weird. Like this actually has a backbone of a story and oh, I can't get into it. I can't sink my teeth into it, man. Yeah. Yeah. We're a week away and it's just it's still feeling that way. That's. You know, not a great yeah. sign. Not a great sign. 
Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what where we go from here with that one as well. Um, which we didn't really mention that as a, as a matchup, by the way, um, on on Money in the Bank. I mean, that's obviously that's going to be there. It's going to be Bray and Braun. We're going to get Drew and Seth. We're going to get uh, Tamina and Bailey. So that's three matches right there. Um, and then the Money in the Bank matchup. I think that's it. So they might just do the four, just the championship matches and yep. the Money in the Bank. That's well, it. Becky Lynch isn't going to defend her title. Oh, she doesn't no, have no. Opponent. She's not defending. Yeah. Right. She's just straight, just chilling, just, you right. know, just waiting wild, for the now. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, other things that happen on this show, though, um, let's see. Sheamus, he and Jeff Hardy are on a collision course. It's going to happen. Um, they showed the, I think, the last video of this uh, video package, uh, the, the, the comeback. comeback. Yeah. Um, you know, which was cool. Um, you know, I am excited to see Jeff Hardy come back. Um, you know, he's he's one of the best, you know, in, in, in history for WWE. So it'll be definitely heartwarming to see him return again. Uh, Sheamus going against him, I think, is a great, you know, uh, foil for him, you know, and someone who, you know, could just from a power perspective, just really make you sympathetic towards Jeff Hardy. And just you know, like, can he beat this guy yeah. who's just been destroying guys left and right? I mean, Leon Ruff, this guy that he went against in this match, he he just, just, I, I felt bad for Leon, man. He took three oh, backbreakers, I think it was, God, and then the, the the fist to the chest. Oh, like, he just. He got beat oh to God. hell, man. Yeah. He got beat to hell. Leon Ruff, come on down. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's a great setup for him and Jeff, because now I'm thinking, wow, is is he going to do this to Jeff? You know, like it, it did his job for me. Um, and I'm a fan of Seamus now. You know, I'm not always I've not always been a fan of Seamus, but I really am a fan of, of Seamus's work. I think he's been doing a great job, you know, and I don't really like um, also too these these, um, you know, squash matches either. I'm not usually a fan of those either. Right. But for Seamus, it kind of works with the story that we know is coming with Jeff. I think maybe that's why this is working for me here. Um, so yeah, man, just I, I'm I'm excited to see how they play off of each other when they're finally in the ring together. Let me ask you this: Do you think Jeff Hardy can feel that void, feel that Ooh. presence, like he did before on SmackDown when he was WWE champion? I I think he could. You know, I mean, he also like what in TNA he was one of the top guy. He was the guy for a while. He was. He um, was. You know, it's WWE, giving him his old music back now. Yeah, like I, I think so. I think he could. Um, will he? It remains to be seen. But you know, he definitely does have that star power. I, I would say so. Okay. Yeah, yeah it, I think it helps. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Cause it makes me think about that. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll see. I mean, there's so many. There's so many names. There's so many people. Like, you know, hell. What if AJ Styles went back to SmackDown? You know, like he needs be, to. <laughs> you, you know, like that would be massive. Yes. I think you know the house that AJ Styles yes. built and he returns. Like, right, dude, that would be awesome. Claim it back, man. I think yes. I think it just needs a adrenaline, an adrenaline rush. Yes, yeah, and he'd be the guy to bring it. Yes, so I think definitely. you know, in, in some kind of trade or draft or whatever shakeup. Maybe the next draft like, he'll go over there because Luke and Carl's not you know they're, they're gone now. Yep, right, and not part of the company anymore. Yeah, I think that some type of move needs to happen. I think Jeff Hardy being there, I think, is going to help. And I think, yeah, someone of that caliber, uh, AJ Styles or Randy Orton, someone needs to go over SmackDown to, to help elevate them a little bit more, too. Um, the Forgotten Sons won a match. Uh, yeah, it's big clean. Match. 
clean, clean match. Super wow. clean. <laughs> like Just. Mr. Clean Clean. I was like, ooh. <laughs> um, and surprisingly enough, I actually didn't have a problem with it. I Me either. I was shocked. I was it. like, yeah. huh, you know what? I feel right about this, though. It feels good. Yeah. <laughs> it did. It did. I was like, cool. All right. They won. Nice. So, you know, them having a feud or a matchup, a championship matchup with the New Day seems inevitable. Um, do you think the Forgotten Sons are getting ready to beat them? Or 50-50 booking, you think New Day is going to, you know, beat the Forgotten Sons and and, and that's going to be it? Like, where, where do you think this is going? Because that was a great win for the Forgotten Sons. It was, Sons, man. But, it was probably yeah. one of the cleanest of clean wins I've ever seen before for, you know, for the New Day. So I'm like, maybe they are prepping them up for to get ready to be tag team champions maybe i don't know but to your point maybe it could be 50 50 booking but the forgotten sons they're looking like money sometimes there's a different setting can just yeah. give a new team new life this is you've it seen is it before crazy yes. yes it's crazy like because nxt it was like these, these were like the lowest of the lows <laughs> yes <laughs> right. stay forgotten if we, the nxt exactly. crowd if was, we was not if having we it top tag team on NXT, I would never rank. I would never mention the Forgotten Sons. I'd be like, "Oh yeah, Forgotten Sons," but yeah, I'm not ranking them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, you know what I just thought of too is this kind of speaks to how bad tag team wrestling is on WWE when a team like Forgotten Sons, who on NXT people didn't even want to see, then they go to SmackDown and it's like, "Oh my God, this is great, Forgotten <laughs> Sons." You know. Like, <laughs> We're just begging for something on SmackDown yeah. to happen to the point where Forgotten Sons are now a highlight. I Whereas know. before, it was like, oh, man, why? Why the Forgotten Sons right now? So it's, it's just crazy. But I, I was with it. I was with it definitely with, with Forgotten Sons winning. I think right now on SmackDown, they look good. You know, I'm, I'm actually interested in seeing them in matches with the likes of The New Day and Miz and Morrison, yeah. you know, and, and some of these other teams that have there. Like, I, I want to see that. It would be great if they won the tag team championships. And let's just see what they can do. Let's just see what 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 they have in the Forgotten No Sons. more. Forgotten Sons, man. Yeah. I was actually it's, shocked it's, by the win. I thought Jackson Riker would, would actually get involved somehow. But no, he, nope. he, he, he never got involved. Not one inch. Did <laughs> didn't, not. Didn't budge. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. It's very similar to Elias, I would say, too. In NXT, yes, Elias it didn't is. work. Oh, yeah. Then he, you know. Elias. The, yeah. The, the, then he gets the guitar up, was, was then, horrible. Yeah. I was out of sync sometimes, out of tune. Now he gets to, like, right, gets the call. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy how it works sometimes. Um, yeah. I mean, that's pretty much the, the, the main things. Like, Bailey and, and Sasha, you know, they had their thing in the bag with Tamina. You know, it seemed like Sasha was trying to, you know, make. What's that shirt she wearing for Tamina? a second? Like, no one's meaner than Tamina. No one's meaner, meaner than Tamina. It doesn't <laughs> rhyme. That's weird. I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's a very. Whoever made that shirt, man, they're just like, okay. just put something on a t-shirt. Right, man. Let's, just, let's just put something on a t-shirt. What can I put? We can't, what can I put? Got it. No one's meaner than Tamina. Ah, get it? <laughs> Doesn't even rhyme. <laughs> Great work. Oh, man. Great work. All right. 
Um, but yeah, you know, they, they had this backstage segment and, you know, uh, they, they jumped to Mina after, it, again, Sasha seemed like she was trying to make nice, but really she was just a setup. Um, Bailey, you know, attacks her from behind. Then we had Lacey Evans come in, make the save. This is setting up a matchup next week, uh, where it's going to be, uh, Sasha Banks and Bailey versus Tamina and, and, and Lacey Evans. Um, I still don't believe that Tamina is going to win at Money in the Bank, but you know there it's Same at least cool. Had to happen. It has, it has. That's true. And 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 uh, Bailey's been champion for a while, so we know the end is near. Um, but I just I don't see it here. I feel like it's either going to be Lacey Evans beats Bailey or Sasha Banks beats Bailey. That that's what I'm what I'm seeing. Um, but I like that Tamina is getting this opportunity, you know, because again, she's been in WWE for so long. Like, let's let's give her, you know, that spotlight at least for a little bit. I think it's cool. Yeah, she's getting that uh, spotlight. It's cool. Do do we think she's gonna be WWE SmackDown's Women's Champion? Uh, no, I, I give her a five percent chance. Five percent chance. I don't know about you. Maybe that's a little bit higher for you. Me, I say zero. zero I'm see, still saying yeah, zero percent chance. You, I yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bailey is one hundred percent winning that match. It's right. happening. But what if? What if though? That within that five percent, <laughs> within your five percent, my five percent. If she wins it, you know what? That's How would cool. that make you I'm, feel? What, what, what would be your reaction? I, I would. I would be shocked because I'm saying zero percent chance. You know, right. so I, there's no there's no part of me that believes that's going to happen. So if it happens. I would be shocked. Um, now, just letting myself accept the idea of Tamina as champion, I would be happy for Tamina. Um, I don't necessarily think Tamina is box office and someone who people are going to be like buying pay-per-views because of her to see her wrestle. Um, having said that, though, I feel like she is worthy of just getting that, you know, having that opportunity at least once in her career to call herself champion. I think it would be a great way to honor her, um, you know, but I don't know. I just I just have a hard time believing it because I don't think her character has gotten to the point where she's box office. I think she's she's never uh, respond. No, you know, she's respected. Right. You she know, was always, she, always that enforcer type, you know, yeah. and part of that faction team bad. But I think that was like the height of her career besides getting this run, this main event run. Yeah, I, I I think, you know, if you're really going to invest in Tamina, then you need to package her in a in a slightly different way to make her more interesting, uh, you know, lean towards her strengths. So she's this power wrestler, but maybe pair her up with a manager or someone that can help sell Tamina as being this legitimate, you know, monster type character that everyone's afraid of. I mean, they, they've, they've got to put more into it than what they have now to make me believe that they're going to give to me in that championship. Um, if they do, it's cool. It's kind of like, hey, you know, this is a, almost like a lifetime achievement award. Here you go. Yeah. You know, we're we're honoring you in this way. But, you know, I don't think it would last long, honestly. Um, lifetime you know, achievement award. That's what, it, that's what it would feel like, honestly. Like, why else? I don't think it, she's not about to have a Becky Lynch run. You know, she hasn't been killing it and having the crowd going nuts and, and, and you know, pleading with WWE brass to make her champion. It's just kind of happening. This is what we you know? said about Jinder when he went against Randy Orton for the WWE Championship. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's it's yeah, that one kind of came out of nowhere too. But with gender, I guess the difference is, you know, with them wanting to do more things overseas, it just it felt like, okay, gender his title run might be looked at as a way to get, you know, the the Indian fans more excited because there's so many people there. If you can get all those eyeballs onto the onto WWE, how much money would that equate? So I, I get it there. With Tamina, there's not even that in terms of like getting uh, a group of people just really excited or our whole nation are really excited about it. I mean, you know, Samoan culture, they're already invested in WWE. And, That's true. you know, I just Tamina for me, it's it's like. I don't know. I, I'm I I respect her, and so that's where I'm like, yeah, you know, I think it'd be cool. But the long term of it, I just feel like it, I don't know. I just I, I'm not I'm not there with with being able being able to fully buy in with Tamina as 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 their pick for to beat Bailey and become champion. Now um, they need to do more work to invest in her to really create a, a mystique around Tamina. To make her interesting and make me want to pay money to see her, so that's just where I stand on that. Yeah, I think that's why I'm leaving like five percent botch because I've seen this happen before. You know, just out the blue, we're gonna just do a switch up with WWE champion. I think the first time I had I've seen that happen with was with JBL. I didn't think he would be WWE champion, but it happened. And then you know you do it again with other wrestlers. Like with me was Rey Mysterio. I didn't think he would be WWE champion, but he was or heavyweight champion at the time. Uh, so it's happened before, man. Yeah, but with those, I mean, JBL was just so charismatic, man. And like, I get it that people didn't really believe that he would be champion. But when you see JBL performing, even back in the day, his mic work was incredible. He just had such a confidence in him. Like, if I'm comparing Tamina to that, like, it's just night and day in terms of that, oh, yeah. that you know, yeah, the work that they both do on the mic, man. Like, it's just so different. Um, and then with Rey Mysterio, that storyline with, with him and Eddie, for instance, you know, it was just so emotional, so emotionally driven. The the rise of Rey Mysterio, you know, like, I don't know that it happens if, if Eddie Guerrero, you know, God rest his soul, you know, didn't pass away. Not sure if Rey Mysterio's run would have happened when it did. Um, but, you know, there was I could make a case for why those happen, you know, and, and I think with Jinder Mahal, like you said, that that one is probably a little bit closer. I think Sheamus also the first run that he had. Yeah. You know, yep. it was just kind of out of nowhere. I, mean, he beat John I remember Cena. that when he beat Triple H, right? Well, he beat John Cena in a tables match. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, and I don't think anyone really believed that this, you know, the title was changing hands. And then lo and behold, John Cena goes through a table and Sheamus is champion. And everyone's like, wait, what just happened? Who is Sheamus? Who is this guy? He's champion now? And then, yeah, they started to kind of build around him. And sure enough, you know, Sheamus has been a multi time champion at this point. Um, so I would compare this a little bit more to those and Hey, we'll see. I mean, it would be cool if let's say Tamina did win, let's go with your 5%. Tamina wins. And then they start to invest more into her. They start to try to build her character more and all that. It seems a little backwards to what, how they usually do things. Um, they usually build you up first and make you look like a legitimate champion before you become champion. But maybe they do it this way. Like they did with Sheamus, you know, we'll, we'll see. Yeah, man. Like like I said, man, Stranger Things has happened before, so we'll see. 
Yeah, man. Um, yeah, so Money in the Bank is right around the corner. It's a week away. We'll be doing our predictions here uh, in the next coming days uh, for that show. Really, doesn't look like there'll be many matches to do predictions for, but we will do predictions for that. Um, I guess overall, like, where's your excitement level for, for Money in the Bank? Uh, if I was to put this between 1 and 10, I'll say about a 8.5. It's up there because Maybe. of the whole changes yeah. of what what's coming to the whole uh, Money in the Bank format. And now you got men and women at the same time for the main event now. So which is it's cool, man. Yeah, I mean, for me, I'm, I'm at a like a nine point five to a ten for the uh, Drew McIntyre Seth Rollins matchup. I'm, I'm so excited to see that one. Um, I'm like at a two for this Bailey Tamina matchup just because I don't I'm not really believing that Tamina is going to win. So <laughs> I have like no interest in that whatsoever. Um, it's probably two is probably even high. I don't think I have any interest in that matchup, really. But we'll see because you talking about it and saying, hey, you know, what if she were to win? Like, OK, I'd be more interested in the SmackDown after, you know, if she were to win mm-hmm. than the actual match itself. If I'm if I'm being honest about that. Um you know, the uh, Braun and Bray matchup, I'm probably at like a, that one's tough, man. I feel like I'm at like a six, you know, if I'm for being excitement honest. level? Yeah, like for five, that matchup. Man. I was going to say, I, I think I'm being nice to it by cute. saying a six. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just, I'm just not, I'm just not there, man. I'm just not there with it. And then the Money in the Bank matchup, um, excitement i don't think is the word so i'm not excited i think that i'd put that probably at a six also but i am intrigued to see how they execute this like my my level of intrigue is high for how they're going to execute this but i'm not excited about it i'm not like oh my god i can't wait you know for how they're going to do this money in the bank it's gonna be great you know i'm more like oh boy i hope they don't mess i hope they don't f this up <laughs> is this really where i'm at yeah <laughs> I, I can see how you're coming for me me i'm like oh man i can't wait because it's yeah. different I, I like seeing different you know stuff and be included so this is this is something different they're gonna add you know now with men and women being at the at the main event at the same time, you know, which is unheard of for a pay-per-view, it's going to be, I think it's going to be cool. Yeah, we'll see, man. I mean, overall, I think I'm at a six overall, just averaging out how I feel about it. It's about to happen. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a wrestling fan, so I'm going to watch the pay-per-view just because I just love wrestling. But, you know, for my excitement for this pay-per-view, as opposed to some of the others we've seen over the years and years and years of watching wrestling, I, I would say I'm about at a six, and I might be a little bit high. I don't know if I'm – it might be a little bit lower than that in terms of my, my general excitement for this pay-per-view, but um, I'm going to watch because it. Because of the overall again, changes, huh? Yeah, I just – just again, if not – okay, if you were to take out the Drew McIntyre versus Seth Rollins matchup, yeah. then I'm, I'm not excited at all. I just don't. I, I don't know that I would probably really like a two. Yeah, it'd be somewhere around there. <laughs> it probably would be, honestly. Um, you know, but we they have that match, and that was it's it's smart. It's smart booking to have that matchup. Give me at least that. Yeah, <laughs> right. what it is. Man. I'll leave it at that. Okay. I'll leave it at that. You know. But. Hey man, I'm I'm overall excited. So you know, hey, next week or you know, in the coming few days for predictions, I'm going to be excited for coming up with predictions for this. 
Yeah, that that'll always be fun. You know, doing predictions, I, it's always fun. So that that I'm at a ten in terms of doing predictions. It's it's always fun to do that. But watching the the, the actual pay per view, yeah, without Drew and Seth, it'd be you know just damn near zero. But I am so excited for that matchup. So you know, I'm here for it. I'm here for it for sure. But yeah, man. Uh, any any other general thoughts before we call it an episode? And and while you're at it too, why don't you let the people know where they can they can hear us? Oh yeah, man, most definitely. So you can definitely. Reach out to us first at Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Our Twitter handler is Clark Street underscore wrestling. You know, let us know how awesome of a job we're doing or, you know, want to hear a topic that we haven't covered yet. And we'd be more than glad to see what we can do with that topic for you. Uh, And then also you can always listen to those most popular podcast apps, Apple, Google, iHeart. It's a lot of them. Spotify at Clark Street and just type in the search Clark Street Wrestling. Yeah, man, definitely check us out, you know, but at this point, that's it for this episode. So for Devin, I'm Hafiz. We will catch you guys next time. Peace. All right, guys. Thanks for listening to the Clark Street Wrestling Podcast.